steal by Mitchell Paul on the inbound, and he banks it in. Welcome home, Mitchell Paul, that bucket, and those are the final points of the day. But a disappointing performance today by the Bears. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. An outstanding performance by Kansas on their home floor. Kansas wins over Baylor big. 83-59, the final score. Yeah, John, coming in, Bears knew that they couldn't allow Kansas to get in transition. They got there, and they got there quick and uh, ran up a score and a deficit that the Bears could just never recover from. Added to that, uh, uh, just the inability to score when Flagler, Akinjo, and Bonner go scoreless as they did in the first half. That is such a deep hole to come out of. Bears just couldn't do it. Now, back to the voice of the national championship, Baylor Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Pleased to welcome in now former Baylor standout, now big-time ESPN broadcaster, Sirius X satellite radio uh, host and uh, college basketball aficionado, King McClure joins us now. King, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on with us. Of course. I appreciate you having me, J-Mo. Anything for you, man. <laughs> That's very kind. I appreciate it. We got. To, I, I kind of, you know, we we. Uh, I really need your perspective here. Is is one of the things that made me think about you being on today. Uh, you've played in Allen Fieldhouse. You know how tough yeah. that is. Uh, and Baylor, you know, kind of had their hat handed to them Saturday. Just tell everybody what that experience is like going in there as a visiting team. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of intimidating when you first think about it. So when you come up to the arena. Uh, you literally are pulling up and you're seeing thousands of fans um, lining, line, lined up like already. As soon as you pull out to the arena, we get to the gym about two, about two hours before tip. So it's already thousands of people lining up to the arena. So then you finally get there, you get inside, you put the clothes on, then they let everybody in. So when you walk into the gym, there's thousands of students in the student section already going crazy, screaming your name trying to make tell you how much you suck, all of that. So then you get in there, it's tip-off time, and the arena is just rocking. It's going crazy. It's super loud. Um, it's honestly the best, probably the best uh, venue, best arena I've, I've ever played in. It's super loud. You cannot hear yourself think, cannot hear yourself talk. My freshman year, it was the year they had Wayne Selden, Terry Ellis. Um, I forgot who was on that team. They were really, they were loaded. They were like top five in the country. My freshman year, we go in there. Uh, I came in with around 15 minutes to go in the first half. We were down by 20 already. And that place was absolutely rocking. I'm talking about it was so bad, I didn't want to be out there. I literally told Coach, like, get me out the game right now. Like, I don't want to be out here. It was nerve-wracking. Everything was bad. Uh, just about that, that experience. But um, it's a crazy place to be. And that's not a place you can go into and get an early, uh, get, get behind early because it's extremely hard to get out of that hole. Yeah, that's a good description. I mean, it comes from great perspective that you have playing in there. The other side of that is the coaches prepare you well, right? I mean, don't you, didn't you always feel prepared going in there, kind of knowing what you were going to be in for and the game plan always prepared? But, uh, you know, the, then, the, then the challenge becomes just blocking out the crowd and blocking out that noise. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. The coach did a great job in preparing us. Um, I guess the the whole like two days before, they uh, coach Coach Drew puts like a crowd noise on, basically like a a tape player puts on a big speaker and just blasts the like fans cheering as loud as he possibly can to kind of simulate it. Um, and what he's simulating is the fact that you really can't hear each other while you're on the court. So you have to use extra hand signals. You have to uh, rely, relay, like, relay the plays through hand signals and hand motions because you cannot physically hear your teammate calling the play out. Um, so, yeah, they, they do a great job preparing us. But the biggest thing is just the nerves. I mean, you're playing in front of 18,000 and something like you really never, never experienced before. And then the other biggest thing is, I mean, we all know when you're playing at Kansas, the refs. I mean, I'm not saying that they 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 uh they cheat, but they let a lot of things go, especially for uh, in, in the favor of KU. Um, so that's a fact too. You got to put that into perspective that you're playing against the refs as well. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, and that's another way the coaches prepare you. I mean, I heard Coach Drew and Coach Jacobs, all of them say on Saturday, you're not going to get a call, you're going to get hit, you're not going to get a call. And and you just know that, right? You just know that going in. Yeah, no, you, you definitely know that. I mean, I I've been saying this for the longest, I'm, and I think I'm gonna like either put together a, a, a tape of calls under three minutes that have not gone, uh, that have not been called that should have been called. Um, because I, like for instance, the one that comes to mind is just absolutely mind blowing. Is the one where Speedy, I don't know who they were playing, but Speedy hits a game winning layup. It takes one dribble from the half court line. It takes ten steps in between, and I'm like, "Dude, are you serious? Like, right. What are we doing here?" Like, anybody with a common eye can see that that was a travel, and they just absolutely let it go. And like, there's so many more plays that that like things like that happen like that in Lawrence all the time. Um, but yeah, they do a great job in practice. You're literally not getting any foul calls, so don't even look at the refs because um, you got to play through everything. But coaches do a great job preparing us. King McClure, our guest, ESPN uh, Television College Basketball Analyst. All that aside, KU played played great Saturday, didn't they? They did. I mean, KU is starting to really come into its own. Uh, I think they're really starting to embrace who they are. Uh, they're starting to, like, everybody's trying to figure out their roles. Remy Martin isn't the same. Remy Martin, who we saw at Arizona State. With that being said, they're not trying to force the, they're not trying to play him and force it. Uh, they're letting Dewan Harris rock out at the point guard and be that guy for them to not necessarily be a scorer, but be a distributor because you have so many other scorers around them. Uh, David McCormick is starting to step up and, and really come into his own as well. Because uh, when he plays well, they really go. And same with Jalen Wilson. Uh, Jalen Wilson is a, is a very talented young man. He uh, comes from the Dallas area, and he can really play. He put his name in the draft, but came back. But he's talented. A 6'8 six, a six, can do a lot of things for them. Um, and, you know, Ochai is probably national player of the year and Christian Brown, too. So they're really starting to, like, figure things out. They're, they're looking good. Defensively, they haven't been the same Kansas defense, but they're not bad. They're still a good defense. Uh, but I think they don't have the same level of rim protection that you normally see from a Kansas defense. So I think that kind of that hurts them at times. Uh, but they're still really good. And I think they're – right now they might be the best team in the Big 12. Yeah, and they're leading the lead by two games now with the with uh, Baylor's loss or the win over Baylor on Saturday. So we're right at the midpoint of the conference schedule, and KU is up uh, two on the the entire field. Uh, do you think right now, if you took a vote right now, is Ochai the uh, Big Twelve Player of the Year? 
Yeah, Ochai Abadi is a big 12 player of the year. I mean, I, 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 I would have thrown James Akinjo in there, uh, but James yeah. Akinjo has been hurt, uh, and he, he hasn't really been himself due to the injury. So, uh, And Baylor has been hurt, too, and they've kind of lost a few games. Um, but Ochai is like the clear, the clear, clear-cut favorite right now. King, what's that like uh, going through, you know, the schedule that Baylor has, which is tough, Kansas State's coming up next, but you're not exactly sure, you know, who's going to be available. You know, L.J. Cryer has been out. He's missed three games, five total. And, you know, not just on game day, these guys not being available, but the practices leading up to those games, the uncertainty, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's super tough. Um, I kind of talked about this on air uh, on Saturday, and the biggest thing was – when you do not have that same level of consistency, it kind of hurts your chemistry. Um, because like you said, you can't practice with the players. You can't play in games with them. So the chemistry and the camaraderie uh, at times can be really hurt. Uh, because a lot of times basketball, you feed off of each other. You feed off one another. And it's uh, you know, if I know what you're going to do, like when I'm playing with Jared Bunn, if I know what Jared Bunn is going to do, I know normally he's going to drive this when I, kick, when I kick it to him. I know where to be. I know where to expect the basketball. Um, but if you don't get that same level of repetition, then you really don't know. Like, Dale Bonner is stepping into a role where he hasn't played that much. So, I mean, you, you practice with him. But he's probably he was probably on the scout team earlier this year. So you really don't know the guy that well other than, like, during the offseason. But you really haven't been able to fully understand his game or, like, learn his game. And you can tell, like, the more he plays, the more comfortable he's getting. Um, but – at first, it's kind of rough because you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You don't know his tendencies. You just don't know how he really plays. So you got to figure that out because you're used to LJ Cryer being that guy for you. But now it's Dale Bonner, so you're having to adjust. So it's very tough not knowing who's going to be on the court with you and um, having to adjust to their play style. And that's a tough thing to do. King, here's a question for you. Uh, put on your ESPN analyst hat. Baylor is uh, 19 and four right now, seven and three. Tied for second in the Big 12 standings. But coming off the national championship and the four starters that we lost from last year, is this about where you thought Baylor might be? Are they below where you thought they might be? Or are they better than where you thought they might be? So I think in my mind, when Baylor is healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that they are the best team in the country. And they showed that because they have a bunch of different facets. They're very versatile. Um, they can guard. They can switch. Even their bids can guard guards and switch on the perimeter. Um, I love Baylor when they're healthy. Uh, the, key, the, 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 the thing that I was worried about coming into the year is the lack of guards, the lack, the lack of depth in your guard position, and we see that uh, being a problem. I mean, when you lose nice and love, now you're down uh, to, to, to three guards, um, and then you lose – well, down to four guards. Then you lose LJ Cryer. Now you're down to three guards. Um, and then you're battling injuries between Flag and Akinjo. So now you're really playing with one healthy guard, honestly. So I think that was my biggest concern. So right there, it left a, a lot of question marks because who knew? Like, things happen in the season. You know, the biggest thing we were concerned about was COVID. But instead of COVID, now it's injuries um, for the Baylor squad. So I knew they would be good. Did I think that they were going to be as good as they were when they were fully healthy? No. I thought they'd be top 10, top 5, but... I don't think they'll be like number one in the country, but when they're healthy, they, they clearly are they're the clear cut favorite, in my in my opinion. Uh, but now, I, I really can't can't speak to 
what they've done as far as the games they've lost because they're injured. So, like, anybody, any team that goes through this injury battle, um, they're going to lose games, especially when you're losing key players and potential All-American type of players. You're going to go through that stretch. You're going to lose ball games. Um, so, honestly, any team could be going through it, but Baylor's just unlucky right now. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really good analysis. I, I think you're right, and Baylor is undefeated when they're healthy, you know, completely healthy. Uh, on the season, and they played like the number one team in the nation in stretches. Yeah. What do you think about tonight? Uh, Kansas at Texas tonight in Austin. I'd forgotten until you guys said it this morning. Uh, Texas swept the Jayhawks last year. Yeah, I mean, listen here. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm taking. I'm taking Texas tonight. Uh, oh, all right. Even, yeah, I'm taking Texas tonight because I think that Texas is, is starting to figure it out, and I, and I kind of like that what I'm seeing out of Texas right now. Because at the beginning they had so much talent, but couldn't couldn't get it to jail. Because when you take guys from teams who normally don't win, um, it's kind of different. Like you look at Texas Tech, a lot of their transfers came from winning programs. No matter what level it was, no matter what level it was, no matter what division it was, they were winning programs. So it makes a difference because they know how to win. They won before. So when you take guys from programs who have been the best player but technically haven't won, it takes a minute to really get them to learn the things to do in order to um, win ball games. But Chris Beard is the type of coach where, you know, he's going to get you to win games. He's going to help you win games. Um, he's going to get you there. So that's what he's doing right now. He's getting this team to where they're winning ball games. Um, the the game against Texas Tech, everybody knew they were. They just weren't going to win that. I mean, Texas Tech was too fired up. The crowd was too crazy. You had your backs against the wall, literally. There was no way you're going to win that. Um However, I do think that the, uh, the, the the game against who did they play last? They played somebody, and they uh, I forgot who the last game was against, but it was really impressive. Uh, it was really impressive. Iowa game. State. I was at Iowa State. Oh yeah, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely dominated Iowa State, especially in the second half, because their defense has always been there this year. Their offense has just struggled. So I'm taking Texas tonight at the at the Irwin Center. Um, I'm taking Texas. I think Texas is going to come out there have a great performance. I think that that, that arena is going to be packed. Uh, Chris Beard's done a great job of getting the fans involved. Um, so I think that arena is going to be loud. It's going to be packed, and I think Texas is going to going to win. All right, nice. We got that on tape now. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to tune in tonight and uh, and see how that one plays out. Hey, how do you, how do you like what you're doing? How do you like the TV work and then the uh, satellite radio work you're doing? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it took me a while to. Fully adjust, and I think uh, the biggest thing is just continuously getting better. Um, like even like I take the same principles that I learned from when I was a basketball player, just when I was hard work and really just trying to like learn how to be the best. And I apply them uh, when I'm doing this, when I'm doing TV. I think the ESPN has uh, has entrusted me uh, to be like, you know, I'm only 25, and like the guys I'm on set with are like 46 and like 38. <laughs> I mean, they're just older than me. Right. For them, for them to even like let me be on the same set with those guys, um, and I, I don't take that lightly. And I look at it as a blessing, honestly, uh, because I, I don't think it's ever been done before, especially somebody my age. So it's a blessing, and I don't take it lightly. And I, I think that uh, God has His His plan for my life, and He's orchestrated something that I think is going to be really good for me in the future. And uh, He took basketball away from me, but gave me this. Like when one door closes, another one opens. I think that, that that's what's happening. That's what you're seeing right now. Um, so, honestly, I'm just doing what I got to do. And, and I was just taking one day at a time and really just living out a dream and, and a blessing. 
man. You're doing great. You really are, and, and know how proud we are for you and proud of you and the way you represent Baylor, and, you know, you're just, uh, you're just doing so well. So really proud for you, and appreciate you being on with us this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk to you and see you down the road. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me anytime, Jamo. All right, bud. Thanks very much. King McClure, former Baylor standout, now uh, really making some great inroads with ESPN. He's in the studio. He's doing games. And, Aaron, I tell you, you know, doing games is one thing, and King has the basketball background, you know, I think, to do that. But when you're in the studio, there is no way I could do that job. I mean, and he does well there because in the studio you're covering not just, you know, that game, like one game when you're doing color. you got to be up on every league, on every team, and you've got to, you know, speak, you know, articulately and knowledgeably about every game and every highlight that pops up and king is doing so much better at that too that's a hard job being in the studio